previously on the Dave and Steve show. Um, and did, uh, you know, did some, my mom brought over a bunch of sides, um, that, um, uh, we asked her to just to, um, I, frankly, they brought over some of their canned pickles, which I absolutely love. I think I've talked about them before. They're really good. Pineapple cat. Now, I'm a big fan of pineapple. I like pineapple a lot. This little, uh, this little uh, vein of states that are green bean casserole. And sure. and a few linked together that were broccoli casserole and a few that were this. And there's, you know, down in the South, there's a lot of sweet potatoes, you know, and that's great. I love sweet potatoes. Um, I like sweet potato pie even uh, a lot. But... Um, they're telling me I'm beautiful on the inside so they don't feel creepy about objectifying me about the outside, but I'm okay being objectified. I gave my love a chicken. <laughs> I ended up pathetically eating cereal, uh, on Thanksgiving. Tracy and I have quite a bit of Harry Potter talk, uh, we're going to be doing, um, um, and it was North Carolina. And they had pineapple casserole. No way. Yes. Um, I caught my husband cheating with the babysitter. Show number 86 of the Dave and Steve show. I am Dave, I think, sitting right alongside me a mere 27 miles away. It doesn't matter at this point because it took us 86 hours to record this show is Steve. Hey, everybody. And from parts unknown, doesn't matter. Here's Tracy. Yeah, I love these uh, winter nights. I've told you guys this before, probably about twice, yeah. I think. Dear yeah, God in heaven, believe it or not, we are often running on show number 86. I apologize for the unprofessional intro here, but if you know... If you knew what we went through just to get to this point in the show of even hitting the record button, I bought a new mixer. Steve was on the wrong mic. Things went sideways quickly. It all went downhill from there. None of it was Steve's. 10% was Steve's fault. 0% was Tracy's fault. 90% was my fault. But guess what? Here we are, show number 86. We're back in full force, all three of us for the first time in what seems like 80 weeks. It's probably more like three weeks. But yeah. I was off last week. I was in New York traveling on business. These two held down the fort. Great show. If you haven't listened to it, go back and listen to it. Tonight, we've got a jam-packed show, including I'm bringing a brand new holiday gift guide. We did this last year. It was a big hit. People got a lot of gifts for their families and friends. So we're bringing that back this year. I'm going to have my holiday gift guide coming up in just a little bit. Uh, but before we get to that, Tracy, what'd you do last week? Anything special? Well, I'm glad you asked. And so one of the things I've been doing uh, this week has been reading to uh, my youngest child. And oh, yeah. I've... I've read to all my kids yeah, you um, have. and uh, I've, w when they were very small, I've been, I've been actually better than I ever dreamed I would be as a dad. This is like one of those areas where if I looked forward to like, and projected like how good I'd be a dad in many areas, I probably projected this would be a bad area, but now I've been done pretty good. But one area that is uh, that I knew I'd be bad at, I am. And that's my patience with them not listening and just jacking around and being stupid when I'm trying to read them. So I've gone through just absolute hell with my first two. In fact, I gave up reading eventually to my second child and I bear, I can barely look at him in the face. Yeah, but my sure. youngest, my youngest is five and I'm reading chapter books to him. I'm reading, I'm reading to him things that appear on the uh, top 100 penguin um classical uh literature pieces to him actually just lion witch in the wardrobe that's all but anyway he's really into it so he's got like a whiteboard out and he's drawing the scenes as he imagines them and he's very engaged and i am having the time of my life i am having the time i dreamed that i thought i might um so i think in some ways i think the older two put me through enough hell where my my uh, my expectations were lowered enough that the third one is just is benefiting from my my broken spirit. Yeah, I, I'm not a, I'm not a patient dad in any way, shape or form. Uh, Tracy, I've, I've heard you uh, not. I, I'm right there with you as far as disciplining your kids, meaning, right. hey, knock it off. You're being jackasses. Shut up. Not that you say jackasses, but I'm saying I, I've heard you say knock yeah. it off and shut up. I'm trying to do whatever. And I'm sort of the same way. And when it comes to. 
when it comes to things like board games or whatever, I think I tend to, I, in fact, I know I tend to make it a less fun experience than it probably could be because I don't, I don't have the patience for people who, especially for my kids who will talk through an entire round of reading the instructions and explaining how the game works and then spend the next half hour playing the game, asking me why they're doing the thing they're doing and why it works the way it does and how this works, even though I already explained all that. And so I wind up getting frustrated. I wind up saying, you should listen to the goddamn instructions when I read them when we were opening the box and I was reading the instructions to you and I was telling you, shut up so you don't miss the instructions. And then it just delves into a thing where now nobody's having fun. My wife is pissed off at me because I yelled at the kids. The kids are mad because they don't know how to play the game. I'm mad because nobody listened to me and we put the the game back in the box and put it away. And that's usually- And by the way, you mean the garbage. Yeah, that's usually family game night. That's usually- Yeah. Dave's- Super amped up tonight, man. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's game night. At, uh, I ruined the vibe Yeah, uh, around the table a little bit. Like, you know, a couple of shut-ups and a hey and knock it off, and then pretty pretty well the, the night's done. Yeah, and Steve, to your point of me being a little amped up tonight, you better keep your goddamn mouth on that microphone or you and I are going to have words. Do you understand me? Okay. <laughs> I, I, that's, I, I, I'm a little freaked out. <laughs> I even I, I hooked up a new mic that's supposed to pick me up from all over the place. And uh, and I, I like the sound. I got it dialed in. I've been working on it all week, so it should be OK. You're a little quiet. Can you turn yourself up a little bit or is that not possible? Yeah, I can totally do that. OK, we're going to see. You're going to get too much. Steve. We're going <laughs> to see how this goes. Steve, what'd you get up to last week? Oh, you know, more of the same bullshit. Um, I uh, yeah it's 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 we're 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 decorating here and there i'm you know cleaning stuff up moving stuff out dogs are everywhere it's 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 a lot of the it's a lot of the same i had a really really good time with uh um uh, with tracy on the show that was a Mm -hmm. that was a good time we missed you a lot dave but but we I, i feel like it was okay i feel like we 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 made it we talked about talked about a casserole for 45 minutes i know i know yeah yeah, I believe know. me, I know. I know you're all happy about it. Oh my <laughs> gosh, you're, you're biting your biting I, your hand. I feel like at least half of the last episode was you two just talking about things you knew would piss me off. <laughs> so I tried not to get pissed off, knowing that that was that was you were trying to goad me into it. Uh, <laughs> well, half of it was to make you mad, and the other half was because we truly just wanted to talk about what we wanted wanted to talk about, and you were gone, so we yeah. got to do it. So I, so I had that uh, I had that trip to New York. It was mostly uneventful. Nothing really big happened other than when I got off of the plane at the airport, everything was fine. I went through. So if you guys don't know uh, SeaTac Airport, the way that it works is there's a main terminal that you walk into, but then they have these two satellite terminals. I think there's only two. But to get to the satellite terminals, you literally have to take this little tram thing that takes you... Uh, it's like a think of like your average subway. It just takes you underground to one of the other ones. And then you get on an escalator and you ride it up and you're on the satellite location. So when I got back, I landed at one of the satellite locations. Nothing big. Walked to my tram, got on the tram, rode it to the main hub. Everything fine there. Nothing. Nothing was big. I went out of the airport into the parking structure. And like most airports, it's got a multi-tiered parking structure, about eight floors. I don't know exactly. Maybe nine I don't anyway so I'm I needed to pay for my parking that I had, I had been parked at the airport the whole time so as I'm paying for this I hear a what looked like a police officer might have been a security guard I don't know say to a guy hey are you headed to the link light rail and he said yes I am and he said well I'm sorry the link light rails down and I wasn't really paying attention so I just kind of it was a conversation that was happening I got my ticket I got it paid for and I went up to my floor where my car was. And as I'm walking towards my car, which I was parked on the outer edges of the parking structure, I could see what I thought was fog. And so I'm walking towards this, but as I got closer to the fog, I could smell it. And it was definitely oh. not fog. It was it was smoke. Something was burning. I couldn't hear any sirens. I couldn't, nothing, I had no idea what was going on. I just thought, wow, there must be something burning somewhere. And then I, as I started to round down, they have these weird little spiral things you have to drive down to get from the floor you're on down to the actual street level so you can get out of the parking structure. Mm-hmm. As soon as I dropped out of that onto the main where you sort of pull into the areas to get out, that's when I saw there were fire engines everywhere. There were lights. There were, <laughs> I, I had not seen any of this until this point. 
there were sirens going off. There was like, and the, the literal parking structure I had just come from was on fire. There was smoke everywhere. You could <laughs> see the flames flickering and you had accidentally escaped. Yeah, basically. Yeah. I was like, Oh my gosh. And so I actually, I'll send you guys the video. I actually took a very short, like eight to 10 second video of me waiting in the line to get to the ticket booth. So I could just scan my thing and get out of there. And there's there's lights and sirens and everything everywhere. It turns out there was some kind of fire, and they I the, when I last I looked, it just said a fire in the parking structure, but I didn't know what it was. But it seemed like a pretty substantial. There was a lot of smoke and there was a lot of flames, so I don't know what it was. But I, it's not what you want to. It, it's a weird thing because your brain immediately goes, "Well, this is some kind of terrorist thing. They lit the airport on fire. They're trying to." It, it, I don't really think that's how it would work in hindsight. They probably wouldn't target the parking structure of a bunch of empty cars if they were really trying to cause some havoc. Right. So in reality, right. it was probably just somebody who, you know, had a, a wire go bad in their car or something lit on fire and maybe one of the Tesla batteries ignited. I don't know, but it's Seattle area, so it's possible. But that that was the that was the only actual excitement of the trip. Otherwise, it was just a standard business trip spent a lot of times in time in conference rooms and a lot of times in a time in a hotel room. That was it. Uh, the, yeah, the only time lovely. it got, I guess, cool was we went out to an Italian restaurant in little Italy and, uh, we were just talking about, listen, we're all game developers. We work in the game development business. We had game developers with us. And so we're just talking about various things that are game related, but not sharing any secrets of anything we're working on. But we were talking a lot about games and this, the, the waiter, the server said, Hey, I hear you guys talking a lot about games. What do you do? And we were like, well, we're all in games. And we kind of explained some of the games we had worked on. And he got super jazzed. And he was so excited. And so he started talking to us about Call of Duty. And did we know when the next Call of Duty was coming out? And the one game that he really liked was that he was going through all of it. And so then he leaves. And this gentleman, I would say probably in his 60s, maybe in his 70s, came up and he said, Hey, I hear you guys, uh, you work in video games. And we're like, we do. And he said, uh, do you know when beyond good and evil two is coming out? I've been waiting for that game for a long time. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And so we're like, no, sorry, we don't really work on that one. So then he left and the other guy came back and he had, I, I'm probably, someone is going to correct me and I'm sorry if I get this wrong, but I think it's Sambuca. I think that's the liquor that tastes like black licorice. Yeah, he had he had glasses and glasses of Sambuca, each with three coffee beans in it. Now, I hate black licorice. I hate it. But when you're in Little Italy in New York and an Italian gentleman comes up to you and gives you complimentary Sambuca, you yeah. drink the Sambuca. You don't you, you don't, choke it down. Yeah. yeah. And did they do the thing where they light it on fire and turn the cup over and then? Yeah, no, yeah. none of none of the show. It was literally just glasses that were about half full with three coffee beans in each one. So we drank that, and it, it, listen again, I I despise black licorice. So I was just like, this is gross. Did the waiter do that thing where he kisses you on the mouth, but he doesn't put no, his tongue in? No, but what he did after he served the sambuca to us and we drank it, he said, "Hey, so I'm I'm the son of the owner." And I have no, I have no aspirations other than taking over this restaurant once my father hands it over to me. So I didn't have to go to college. I didn't have to do anything. I just played video games. So I love video games. But here's the crazy thing. My dad loves video games too. And he's the owner of this restaurant. He wanted to know if you guys could give him any information about the game Beyond Good and Evil 2. <laughs> so then we're like, oh, oh. <laughs> your dad, you holding out on your, your dad was already here. He asked us about this. Well, as soon as as soon as now we were all chummy with one another, then the Sambuca started flowing. It was like we couldn't they they it was it was almost like when you're at those restaurants and they're refilling your water as quickly as possible. We couldn't the this and I I'm not a Sambuca guy. I'm not a black licorice guy. And by the time I left there, I just felt like like again for you listening at home that was I, I, what do we got a lot of we got a lot we got some sambuca <laughs> i need to take out yeah all the sambuca yeah them, and maybe one of them will pull out that beyond good and evil so we uh, won't be going back to that restaurant because they'll recognize us and we'll recognize them and then we'll have too much sambuca so with all that out of the way we're going to move on we are going to get to the holiday gift All right, so once again, just like last year, this is the Dave and Steve Show Holiday Gift Guide. 
You've probably seen this on a million different morning shows and, and night shows and all that kind of stuff where they have, just like we have here, they've got a big table set up. They've got drop cloths over everything. You don't really know what's underneath it. And then I'm going to go down one by one while Steve and Tracy follow along with me here. I'm going to take the cover off and I'm going to explain what, what each of these items is, okay? So really straightforward, but please make sure you have a pen and paper handy because you're going to want to write some of these down. There's some really good ideas here. If you're in your car and you're listening right now, pull over. Make sure you're pulled over before you write any of this stuff down. We want safety first. Mm -hmm. But we're going to just get started here with the Dave and Steve Show 2021 Holiday Gift Guide. So the first one, let me take the, the sheet off here. The first one here, Ooh. our first gift tonight, comes mm -hmm. to us from our friends at Betty Crocker. We all know Betty Crocker, famous mm -hmm. for cookbooks, utensils, all that kind of stuff. Big in the kitchen. Betty Crocker has put a twist there's no name bigger in the kitchen <laughs> right. than Betty Crocker, right. sure. Betty, as we'll call her, has put a, a twist on a classic holiday dish. This is called the Betty Crocker Mashed Potato Cannon. I don't know about the two of you. I, I love mashed potatoes. Where do you guys stand on mashed potatoes? Oh, big fan. Right. Big fan. Yeah, it's uh, it's hard to say no to mashed potatoes. So this one this one puts a little twist on it. It's, it's part t-shirt cannon. It's part potato gun, and it's all fun, okay? So what you do is you just load, like I'm doing here, I'm just going to take a spoonful of these mashed potatoes. I'm going to load them into the tube here. I'm going to pack them in real well. I'm just going to point them, you see, at the, at the table over there, the little makeshift table we've Should got we set up. we stand back? Oh, it's fine. Okay. I haven't really read the instructions, but I don't think there's a lot to these guns. So we're going to point it. I'm just going to point it at one of the plates. I'm going to press this button right here, and... Oh, oh, <laughs> okay. Uh, well, uh, well, that broke the plate, which is odd. That's the yeah. The, we're we're going to be sweeping this place up for a while. Yeah. Wow. Uh, is it? So you you put mashed potatoes in it, and then you shoot the mashed potatoes out of it. At the but, at the uh, plate, yeah. I okay. maybe I maybe I was standing too close. So Steve, is there look, a power setting? Can you like dial it back a little bit? I, I don't really see one. Steve, load me up with some more potatoes. What I'll do is I'll step across the room. So Steve, get me some more potatoes in okay. the tube there. Maybe there's too few in there. Maybe we need to put a sure couple pack some more in. There we go. Okay. All right. Let me take a step back. Let me get way over here. Yeah, this is gonna be so better. I'm gonna stay back here. All right. I'm gonna fire from here. You guys ready? Here we go. In three, two, one. Oh, hmm. <laughs> it's oh. quite a pattern, huh? Yeah, that's a that's a, a really uh, tight cluster. There. Well, I, I listen. I feel stupid. We should have rehearsed this, but here's the thing: the package says you don't have to shoot it at a plate. That's actually part of the fun about this bad boy, is that you can fire it directly into someone's mouth. So I just oh. need one of you two to volunteer. We're gonna load yeah. this thing back up. Yeah, I, uh, I, I do love mashed potatoes, but I don't like them that much. Um, what, mm, Tracy, how about you? Why don't you, why don't, do you want to stand against the wall and we'll try do, it out? Do you, I'm, they, they kind of clump up in my mouth if I don't have gravy with them too. Does it, does okay. it shoot gravy All right. well, too? Well, that's fine. I got some gravy, I got some gravy in my pocket. Well, we're out of time. I'll just, let me just get to the details. I just thought you guys would want to have some fun, but that's fine if you want to ruin Christmas. The Betty Crocker Mashed Potato Cannon is available on Betty Crocker's website, and it retails for four easy payments of $29.99 each. They also offer, to your point about gravy, they also offer a gravy hose attachment for an additional $49.99. Oh, wow. That's great. And this one, it doesn't look like it's powered by, like, Aquanet or anything like that. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. All right, let's move down the table here. So uh, let me take the sheet off the next one here. Uh, Steve, I know you love audiobooks, and I think mm -hmm. this next gift is going to be right up your alley, okay? So okay. Universal Press Syndicate has launched a new way of consuming books just in time for the holidays, and they make the promise that reading has never smelled so good, okay? Oh. <clears throat> books on Scent is a brand new subscription service that is mm. launching in select countries this week. You sign up for the service, which is $14.95 a month, and they send you this little Bluetooth nose attachment by mail. I'm holding this right now. Look how tiny this yeah, thing is. Okay? It's not very big. Yeah, you just clip this into your nose like this. And instead of reading or listening to your books, you smell them. Okay? 
Okay. It's so, pretty. It's it's pretty amazing. There's no. Does more. it come with a sample book? There. Well, I'll get to that in a second. Actually, I'm glad you asked that, Tracy. Okay. <clears> so that it it there's no words to read. There's no audio to listen to. You just sort of smell your way through some of the most amazing stories, such as War and Peace, Moby mm -hmm. Dick, Lord of the Rings. And that, Tracy, to your point, that's one of four books that you can select from when you purchase this. They do include a free book. The fourth yeah, book. I don't know that I like the smell of hobbits, though, actually. <laughs> what, what is the smell of Queequeg's coffin from Moby Dick? The, the fourth book is actually the one that I snorted, which was The Outsiders. Oh, Ooh. I will oh. say I snorted the book end to end. Uh, I was. What, what did Pony Boy smell like? <laughs> I was totally lost and frankly a bit nauseous by the end. But I could absolutely pick up the leather and pomade scents throughout. Mm -hmm. And I even picked up on a little bit of charred flesh, I'm pretty sure, at a certain point. So. Yeah. It was, it was, it was an experience. I don't know. Again, books on scent, $14.95 a month. And it comes with the free Bluetooth nose attachment. Let me take this out of my nose and we'll move on to the next item. Wow. Okay? Hmm. <laughs> all right. Excuse me. We've all got we've all got older people in our family. We've all seen older people struggle with smartphones. Smartphones are sometimes really complicated to use. Mm -hmm. So this next gift is for those older members of your family. Okay. Now, for those of you less technically inclined listening in, you're going to want to listen to this. It doesn't have to just be for the older people in your family. Our friends over at Texas Instruments have developed what they call the world's easiest to use cell phone. It's called mm -hmm. the Simple Cell. Ooh. Okay. Let me take the cover off this one. Now, the first thing you'll notice is that it's actually got actual tactile keys. Okay. okay. These you don't yeah, have to. You, you yeah, don't I have to seen find those in a long time. Yep. You don't have to find them on a touch screen, which Grandma's gonna love. It's got a simple LCD crystal screen, and it's got easy to replace AAA batteries. They just they clip into the back here. You just take this little cover off. Okay. Yep. So I have yet to make a call with it, but what I have found is that it's so easy to use. I have already done some simple math equations with it. See, I can actually, I can add numbers, I can subtract numbers, and it's all right here on the, on the easy to read screen. Nice, large numbers. Uh, that's what I found so far. Here's the crazy thing. Now, I haven't read the manual. I, we just got this, like literally about a half an hour before the show began. It is capable of texting, and it uses a unique interface. So, for example, if I type 5318008, and then I turn it upside down, look at that. It spells boobies. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah, right there. So my grandmother could send me, uh, could send me that. Yeah, so it does have texting functionality. It's, it's actually pretty incredible. Steve, you might want to consider this for a couple of your family members. Oh, well... I don't, I don't know how many times I need to send that word via text. Well, <laughs> I have found you can also send hell. You can send hello. There's, okay. it's, it's really kind of pretty limitless, actually. Uh, I say hello a lot. So there oh, it is. Look, I made uh, shell oil. Yeah, there it is. See, it's really easy to use. So the simple cell sells for $29.95. It can be found at Radio Shack, Circuit City, or Comp USA. Oh, oh, that's that's handy. That's practical might, and might fun. Be, this way better than that baby bath timer <laughs> from last from last year. If you didn't pick one up last year, make sure you go back and listen to last year's uh, gift guide because we you'll you'll get what Steve just referenced. Okay, our next one here. Let me take the the cover off this one. Our next gift is we're gonna get serious for a moment. Okay, <laughs> this gift is meant to keep you and your family safe around the holiday season. Now, we've all seen apps or websites that can track predators that live in and around your community, showing you where they live and what they've been convicted of. Yeah, that's scary. Right? Mm -hmm. Well, the fine folks at App Machine have a new app on the market that can help you track the most mentally unstable deviants in the world, which, of course, are fans of the Hallmark Channel. To okay. To catch Ooh. a mark is available now, and it is really easy to use. You just fire up the app like this. You give it access to your location. Tracy, you're probably not going to be cool with that, but most people will be fine with it. Sure. And after a brief moment, see all the little red dots that have popped up in my area? That's a lot more than I would have expected. Those are Hey, Dave, the call is coming from inside the house. <laughs> those, those are all Hallmark Channel watchers, every single one of them, okay? And I will say this. It looks like my kids won't be headed to 501 Okanagan Street anytime soon, if you know what I mean. 
Oh yeah. Yeah. And so can you click on one of those dots and see like what they're watching? Well, so you can't, they don't have that feature yet, but what you can do, check this out. You can zoom in and you can zoom in many, many levels. Okay. So if I zoom in like with my fingers like this, I mm -hmm. can actually isolate just our studio. And if I zoom in really close, well, hang on. It says one of the three of us is a Hallmark Channel fan. Not it. Yeah, I, I'm not sure. I don't have a TV, Dave. <laughs> or one of your two kidneys. Uh, <laughs> all right, so uh, To Catch a Mark is $9.99. It's available in the, in the App Store right now. The premium edition is an extra $4.99 a month and comes with the ability to track fans of This Is Us, The Lifetime oh. Channel, The Masked Singer, and Bravo. Oh, uh, wow. That that yeah. subscription's worth it. Yeah. I think. It. Yeah. yeah. All right. So let's move on to more of a more of a food item. Uh, let me take the, the sheet Ooh, off here. And ugh. you can see I've got I've got some glasses here that are laid out mm. for us. I haven't poured anything in them yet, but we're going to get to that. I, I had a question for both of you, though. Can either one of you tell me what the most nutritious part of a Holstein bull is? No, that'd be the testicles. Tracy? Yeah, I'm probably going to go uh, testicles because uh, I'd say udders, but uh, you said a bull. I did say a bull. You're actually both really close. The correct answer is actually the semen. Oh. Bull semen is packed with nutrients and minerals that are highly beneficial to humans. And mm. the folks at Dairy Gold know this, which no. is why they've introduced what is sure to be an instant holiday classic they're calling no. Nut Nog. No. Ooh. Yeah. That this sounds pretty good yep. it sounds very festive actually this tasty treat is just like the eggnog you've come to love but with the sanitized the sanitized bull semen replacing the eggs oh. in the recipe now as you can see as i pour this into the glasses the result is an extra creamy and delicious holiday treat okay Ooh, does look good though it does right i haven't tried this yet because i wanted to share the experience on air can we here put with a little nutmeg on top <laughs> i wanted to share it with both of you Steve, I know you don't drink, so I didn't add any whiskey to yours. But Tracy, I put a little whiskey in yours and mine. That's actually great. I actually don't drink uh, bull semen either. <laughs> you guys are just ruining everything. Where where's the festive Christmas spirit here? This is I, I think this I, is I wonderful. Say I don't drink it, and I never have, so it's not like there's a precedent here. So well, all right, all right. I'll well, drink it. That's fine. Tracy, you chug yours while I give the, the, the sales pitch here. Nutnog is available in all supermarkets. It well, runs $4.99 a gallon, and you have well, to get it's it. It's a little thicker. Uh, yeah. Okay. It actually okay. it looks like Elmer's glue coming out of the glass into your mouth. It's, uh, that is that is viscous. Oh, have another glass. No, 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 no. Just, just, you can have mine, Tracy. Just be aware. You got to get it before the holiday seasons are over because it's going to be out of the supermarket by then. Oh, boy. All right, let's move down the table. Our next gift is sure to light up your holiday festivities. I'm going to take the, the blanket off here. It's called the Smoky Boy Holiday Lighter. And let wow. me tell you, it's guaranteed to light up your holidays this year. See what I did there? Yeah. yeah. The way it works is you put some fuel in this little canister over here. You screw that in like this. Doesn't look too little. You put on the included fire retardant suit, which I'm not going to bother putting on because we don't have time for it. Okay. You aim it anywhere you well, want. Maybe, maybe you should put that suit on. Yeah, and then you just, you just, you guys stand back a little bit on this one. This is flames, okay. but right. you just, you just pull the trigger like this. As oh. you can see, it oh, shoots a 20-foot wow. flame. That's hot. It's a 20-foot flame. This flame could easily travel across the room to light candles on the menorah. Uh, add a bit of crispiness to your turkey skin. That's a lot. That's or awful. you could light Uncle Mark's post-feast cigarette from across the room. Okay? You can really feel the heat. Yeah. Let me shut. I'm going to shut it off just for a second here, so we can yeah, talk a little more about it. Smoke detector is going to go off. Uh, and you know what? So there's there's many uses for this, especially around the holidays. Present opening. You're all done. You've you've unwrapped all the presents, and what's left? You got all the wrapping paper. Oh, just all, all, all the ribbon, all the wrapping. Yep. Yes, a tremendous mess. The cardboard boxes, piece of cake. Right in the, right. At, that's. I think that's the most practical gift. 
that I mean, uh, you can give. Yeah, that's I, in this. I, I did definitely cool. I don't know if it does it say for indoor use. Wait, it, I didn't read. Uh, holidays are over and you're stuck with a dead tree. No problem. That's a lot. That's 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 a that's a lot for inside. I, I don't know if my house is big enough. Do, do you need a permit for this kind of thing? It seems uh, well, it uh, seems like a, a special gift. I don't think they would sell this thing if it if it was a safety hazard, Tracy. I'm just gonna oh, level yeah, with that's, you. I guess that's okay. true. Yeah. So this you this know? this sucker sells for two forty nine on the Smoky Boy website. If you order now and you use the code with Tracy. They will throw in an extra fuel canister and two bottles of Alicane emergency burn ointment at no extra cost. Oh, wow. That is amazing. Steve, I, I could see you getting this for your dad. I, he would love it. He, he would. And they are, they aren't, there's, there's no, there's no real laws against them. And yet I still can't get brass knuckles, but you know, <laughs> that's, that's really, yeah. I love the color that, that the plane. Really like he, the flame would, has such great colors. It's yeah. very festive this time of year. Yeah, I don't know what this fuel is, and I think you can probably use any fuel you want, anything you got laying around, but... My throat kind of hurts, it, actually. Yeah, right? The, yeah. My nostrils are stinging. It's weird. Uh, okay, let's let's move on here. Uh, so this this next thing, let me, let me pull the cover off this. You guys might recognize this. Our next oh, gift yeah. is a subscription to Time Magazine, and, and that's it. I just really like some of the articles in the magazine. I read it a lot. They have some good pictures in there too. Yeah. 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 Some very good photojournalists. All right, moving on. Uh, let's head down the table a little further. Uh, so let me take the blanket off this one. Uh, this next gift, actually, I have a surprise. You guys may have noticed I didn't even take a blanket off. I was just messing with you. I'm actually the next gift, and let me explain. You okay. see this? You see this holiday sweater I'm wearing? Mm -hmm. I've been wearing this all night. You guys haven't said anything. This is actually not a sweater. I'm using a fantastic new product called the Neutrogena Ugly Holiday Sweater Body Hair Dye Kit. That's a mouthful. Wow. Okay. Oh, that's just your body hair dyed into the pattern of a of a Christmas sweater? That's exactly what this is. So this Those kit, snowflakes look amazing. I know nobody I wore this out of the house today to head to the studio. My wife said, nice sweater. I kissed her and was out the door. So this wow. kit <clears throat> comes with easy-to-use templates. Can All you I do is can I touch it? You can, of course you can. All you that do is you overlay them on your chest and back like like this. See, and then you use the bottles of dye that are included, and you just paint on your festive designs. You decide what you want. See, I did a tree on the front. I did the reindeer on the back. Uh, Tracy, Tracy, you got to touch this. It's, it feels like cashmere. It's, yeah, come on, give it a touch. It's it yeah, is I'm the reindeer right now. Like a freaking chinchilla over there. It's just soft. Yeah, this is a, this is amazing. This and it looks fantastic. You look like cozy and comfortable. Yeah, I no longer have gross body hair. I just have a fun, ugly holiday sweater that everybody do can get make, a kick out of. Do they have a non-holiday sweater kit? Because you like after the holidays, you could maybe you could. That's St. Patrick's Day. That's, that's a great sweater holiday. That's a really yeah. good idea. I got the Neutrogena people on the line because uh, I had to get this kit from them, and they wanted, of course, to be on this amazing show that's listened to by thousands. Uh, so I will, I'll reach out to them and I'll ask. But for now, the Ugly Holiday Sweater Body Dye Kit comes with a variety of templates, the dyes, and the brushes. And it retails for forty nine ninety five, which is actually not bad. You get to wear it That's all Christmas long. That's cheaper than many sweaters. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And, and yeah. you can change it up, so it's like you're getting many, many sweaters. You can you can detail. find it right now at Walgreens, CVS, and Great Clips. And finally, our last gift tonight. You can see this one. This is not on the table. It's too large to be on a table, but we got it covered in a blanket. Let me pull the blanket off here. Uh, I got to get the blanket off the whole thing. Hang on one second. Let me come around to this side. All right, there it is. All right, wow. so, so let me explain what this is. Petco doesn't want you to go forget about your pets this holiday season, which is why they have once again partnered with Brett Michaels, lead singer of the 80s rock band Poison, to bring you the Brett Michaels Rapid Pet Shaver and Groomer. Oh, wow. Now, oh, look, look what the cat dragged in indeed. <laughs> this, <laughs> okay. All right. This machine looks pretty menacing, 
and even the show crew was commenting that it just kind of looks like a tree shredder. But I've been reassured it's 100% safe. That So are you saying that they took a tree shredder and then they put like they took the guts out of the tree shredder and put something else in there that'll fluff up the pets or something? Because this does not look promising. Well, Steve, come on. This is like you asking me, do I know how the simple cell phone works? Of course, I don't know what the inner workings are. The idea is that you place your animal in the chute here and you push them through and lots of gentle little robotic scissors and combs massage and groom your animal. You know, during, during these times of social distancing, to, to be able to groom your pet yourself. Yeah is actually is a very good idea and i'm surprised nobody thought of this so it, it passes them out the chute on the top on the other side and they that chute kind of lo- looks like it launches them into the air well yeah where's the platform for them to like i mean they're gonna fall a long ways I'll, I'll tell you what you guys seem to have some questions let me fire it up and i can give you a demonstration okay oh okay okay so now to show you just how safe this thing really is we have a box of kittens no, oh, this is, no. This sounds like a big damn tree shredder, Dave. You gotta, don't, don't put the kittens we're, in We're there. gonna send them through and we're gonna let you see firsthand no. what the machine can do. Uh, oh, can boy. someone oh, please, boy, boy, boy. please give me the box of kittens we had before oh. the show? Uh, no. I need the box, the little, no. the box that we had that had the kittens in it. No, no. No, no. I, I think that, I think that's a wood chipper. Nobody no. can, nobody can find the kittens. Oh, we found the kittens. Okay, no. so we found the kittens. All right, we've got the box right here. Uh, go, go ahead and bring them over and we'll feed them through. So what I'm Dave, gonna, I, think, I mean, this is a bad idea. I'm gonna place the first, I can't hear you guys at all. I'm gonna place the first kitten in the chute and shove it yeah. through so that we can see exactly, what's that? No, we're, we're out of time. Okay, we, okay. we, we, we can't do this. Hey, let me shut the machine up. Just one second, okay. Uh, after all that, I'm being told we're out of time. The segment is out of time. We've run long. I apologize. Oh. You guys are just going to have to take my word for, on this one. The, it, from what I've been told, works really well. Uh, so the Brett Michaels Rapid Pet Shaver and Groomer is $349.99. And while that may sound expensive, your pets will thank you for the pampering. Get it right now at Petco. And the bonus is I'm told that you can also shred your Christmas tree post-holidays. So you got that going for you. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's... So what are we going to do with that box of kittens? <laughs> right? Well, these are these are Christmas gifts now, I guess. Uh, all right, that's it. We're, we're done with the Dave and Steve Show 2021 Holiday Gift Guide. I hope you've got some great ideas for some last-minute Christmas gifts that you can get people. Uh, if you don't celebrate Christmas, I don't care. Get them a holiday gift, whatever. You get the point. Listen to the gift guide. Get them the gifts. Thank the Dave and Steve show. I think that's how it works. Gentlemen, do you have anything else to add? No, just uh, hand me that box of kittens, if you would. (laughs) All right, there you go. You take those and get the hell out of here. All right, we're going to take a break. We'll be right back on the Dave and Steve show. Hello, nature lovers. I'm here to tell you about a wonderful new recording from Douse Records. It's called... Tracy Green does exotic birds, and it's how I relax after a stressful workday. Just listen. The white speckled dovetail. Caw! 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 The midwestern three-footed finch. Eee! Eee! The Icelandic rubber beak. They're beautiful creatures, aren't they, folks? And now, for a very limited time, you can get them all on one disc brought to you by Dos Records. Here are a couple more samples of the serenity you'll experience. The blue-tailed pelican. Uh, pee-pee. The Peruvian two-toed parakeet. Caw, caw, caw. Life is stressful. Why not let Tracy take you on a flight to the far reaches of this great planet? with some of the most beautiful bird calls you'll ever hear. The stiff-nippled Nordic robin. The fire-faced French owl. Uh, look, I'm an owl. If you're like me, you'll lose yourself in the calm that is Tracy Green does exotic birds. Act now, and we'll throw in Tracy Green does farm animals at no additional charge. Okay, I'm not doing any farm animals. 
Happy holiday. Happy holiday. Happy holiday. I've listened to a lot of Christmas music in my day, and like you, I've heard all of the classic songs performed by the most iconic artists. The post-World War II heyday of the classic American Christmas theme is heard in such artists such as Nat King Cole, Frank Sinatra, and even Bing Crosby. Now while all these artists I listed are known for their great classics, none of them stand up to the great Andy Williams. The Andy Williams Christmas album is the most fantastic Christmas album track for track in the history of mankind. You like White Christmas? Andy's is better. You like the first Noel? Andy's is better. Hell, Andy even resurrected the smoldering heap of trash that is the little drummer boy and made it passable. Go ahead and listen to all the classics, but put Andy Williams at the top of your Christmas playlist and do it now. This has been Tracy's Andy Williams is better than the Beatles. Minute. So, speaking of Christmas songs, speaking of the Beatles, uh, Steve, I'll start with you. Do you have a least favorite Christmas song? The one that everybody kind of gravitates towards Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas is You. I don't think that's a bad song. I don't hate that song. I don't, I can take it or leave it, but I don't despise that song. Do you have a, a Christmas song that when it comes on, you're like, oh, not again. I would rather listen to I would rather listen to Mariah Carey's uh, Christmas song any day of the week, as long as I didn't have to listen to any, any, any version of the Little Drummer Boy uh, done by, um, by it's even even done by David Bowie and Bing Crosby. I I I, I thought it was funny when when Will Ferrell and. Uh, and uh, John C. Riley right. uh, redid it. Yeah, I thought that was incredible, but only once because I can't stand that song. Peace on earth. First Can of all, be? first of all, I get because I'm a drummer. People will just say it's like the stupidest, laziest joke to you. You oh, little drummer boy, it must be fair. I you know whatever. That's <laughs> that's not really. I think it's the the worst. The worst part is. If there's a little baby and you're going to bring, you're going to bring a present to them, drum solo, not the present to bring a little baby. They have developing eardrums. They do not need like a high volume yeah, yeah. drum playing. It's like, you know, and why aren't you working? It's a holiday. You should be out gigging. You know, don't. That's a good point. Tracy, how about you? Do you have a least favorite Christmas song? Uh, 12 Days of Christmas, definitely any version of that, uh, short of uh, Bob and Doug McKenzie, uh, which properly made fun of it. Uh, so that becomes the standard. But any, uh, even uh, Andy Williams, I think he has a, a song for the Christmas tree, which is the sort of the alternate version of that and uh, is, is, is just passable. But uh, 12 Days of Christmas, that is just unbearable and terrible. So I'm going to uh, I'm going to see if I can play this and I'm just going to dip into it part way so I frankly don't know where this is going to be playing at but I'm going to play you a snippet from my least favorite Christmas song by a wide margin. It is this hunk of shit. The mood is right. The spirit's up. We're here tonight. And that's enough. Simply having a wonderful Christmas time Simply having a wonderful Christmas time What a hunk of shit. What an awful, awful... From a man who crafted some of the most memorable, iconic music in the history of mankind. Yeah. That's his Christmas song. And what's even worse, what's even more of a travesty, is that it gets included in all of the mixes. It gets played on Sirius XM, on the Christmas channel. It gets yeah. played on the... We have a couple of Seattle radio stations that go to Christmas music only for this time of year. It gets in that rotation. If you ask your uh, Alexa to play you Christmas music, chances are that's going to get included in the mix. It is the worst song. I wouldn't even say yeah. the worst song. I, it's a front runner for worst song ever crafted. Not even Christmas, just worst song ever. It's yeah, I think Andy Williams never would have done anything that crappy ever. Like even like on the toilet. <laughs> that 
I, I have a lot of fun. Like I have a on Spotify, I have a I have a list of songs I've compiled of of like novelty crazy Christmas songs that I that I've collected over the years. Some of them are absolutely hilarious. Some of them are super disrespectful. Novelty novelty is really good, but you know another one that is absolutely terrible. And I know some people that have really strong emotions about this, but it's the Beach Boys Christmas album. Yeah, it's absolute trash. It is absolute garbage, and it is if sounds very phoned in, um, and it's just absolute, absolutely terrible. I I want to punch someone every time I hear that. <laughs> right. Yeah. Which is you know exactly the kind of feelings you want to have during this wonderful time of yeah, year. Totally. There's there's two albums that come to mind. Um, that one is the uh, Christmas on the Ponderosa, the Bonanza Christmas album. This cast of Bonanza, I am not even kidding. And you can you can look this up and you can listen to it. But I picked that up a couple of years ago and it's just oh hey, come on in here, little Joe. Let's <laughs> let's sing around the Christmas tree. I thought I saw Santa flying over there. Oh, okay, Hoslin. You know, it's it's absolutely like there's little It sounds little like our podcast. It it, it it totally like that. But then they, they sing and you got Lauren Green singing some Christmas, you got Michael Landon singing stuff. Um, that's a, that's a truly, um, great, um, terrible, it's a great, terrible Christmas album, but a couple of friends of mine, uh, put out an, an unreleased album, uh, the clap happies where they clap all of the Christmas songs, um, all your favorite Christmas songs. And it's just, uh, it's just clapping. That yep. sounds amazing. That's yeah. it. That's and, wonderful. And, and they do all the songs all the way through, and there's like nine songs on it, and it's just clapping. And I yeah, no, and I not a million years. There, yeah, there's no, there's no way on God's green earth I want to listen to that. But what I do want to listen to are Tracy's headlines. And now, straight from the Dave and Steve Show news desk in beautiful Anytown, USA Plaza. It's Tracy Green with this week's headlines. Our first story in Massachusetts cannabis company is celebrating National Brownie Day on Wednesday with what it believes is the largest THC infused brownie ever made. Mary Med Incorporated said the massive confection is three feet by three feet square and 15 inches tall weighs about 850 pounds and contains 20,000 milligrams of THC. At, at this point, at this stage in my life, and Tracy, I know you went through it in your early days, Steve, I know you never have, but at this point in my life, I've, I've tried marijuana in a couple of different forms several times throughout my life, whether it was edibles or smoking it or whatever. I will say this. I don't, I don't necessarily mind weed, but... I, I've never found anything that has marijuana in it that I like the taste of. It's got, if you've ever smelled marijuana smell, smoke, that's what it tastes like as well. So it adds that flavor to anything. So I don't, I don't like brownies that have weed in them or anything because they just, they taste gross. It tastes like a skunk sprayed all over your food that you're trying to eat now. And it's just, yeah, that's in my mouth. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's just it's not appealing to me. So I would not I would not be partaking in this ginormous brownie, but I would cheer them on. So the brownie was may also made to celebrate the launch of the company's new line of cannabis infused edibles called Bubby's Baked, according to a statement uh, from the Norwood based company that also has facilities in several other states. What happens to the brownie now? Well, the company spokesman Howard Schachter said it was sent to Middleborough Dispensary and ultimately sold to a medical marijuana patient. As to what the customer plans to do with it, he couldn't say. Snort it. Snort. <laughs> yeah, anyway, I, I like brownies. <laughs> Our second story, a man accused of putting razor blades and screws in pizza dough at supermarkets in Maine and New Hampshire was sentenced Thursday to uh, four years and nine months in federal prison. The sentencing of Nicholas Mitchell, 39, of Dover, New Hampshire, followed an agreement with prosecutors in which he pleaded guilty in June to one of two counts of tampering with a consumer product, and he must also pay nearly $230,000 in restitution to 
Hannaford Supermarkets. So I assume, I mean, I have to assume if this is in pizza dough that is being sold to you, you're meant to take this home and sort of knead it out and make your, your pizza out of it and then put your, your shit on it and cook it. Right. So it, it wasn't necessarily for you to ingest. Was he trying to basically cut people's hands and things with the screws and the razor blades in the dough? I mean, I have to assume that's what it was. Well, he said uh, Mitchell tearfully apologized for his actions in court and said that he <laughs> did it to get back at the pizza dough company that fired him <laughs> earlier. So, sorry and about the razor not, blades. I'm so sorry. He got, not, back, uh, he got back at nobody but himself. Yeah. yeah did, not, did not mean to hurt anyone. It's a harmless prank, really. It's not like like brownies. 48-year-old Missouri woman has pled guilty to living two years with her estranged, or excuse me. (laughs) Sorry. I'm trying to do this one straight because 48-year-old Missouri woman has pled guilty to living two years as her estranged daughter, who is in her 20s and embezzled more than $255,000 in social security fraud. Laura Oglesby will spend five years in prison without parole and as part of her plea agreement, will pay $17,000 to the university as well as restitution to her daughter for identity theft. Wow, that's a complicated crime. Yeah. So 48 and she uh, posed as her 22 year old daughter. I don't, that's a tough one, right? You have to be, I mean, obviously she pulled it off. I, and we, we all know the actors who are, you know, like the cast of Beverly Hills 90210. They were all high school kids. And most of them were in their thirties when they were playing right. the high school kids. I don't, whether it's uh 21 jump street or whatever it is. Anytime you see this, I, I couldn't pull this off. And I think there was a time where maybe in my thirties, I might've been able to pass for like an early 20 year old. But now there's no way in hell. I could not. Yeah, she's 48. Yeah, uh, Steve, Steve could be a... dating her. Right? <sighs> and probably no. is. But, you know, uh, she she only has to, like, how long, how often does the Social Security group come around to check on what's what, you know? Uh, may, maybe you're, one you're time. Saying... You know? Does she do like the Mrs. Doubtfire, like put her face in a cake in the fridge? Yeah, every time exactly. she answers the door. Yeah, it's not like, not like a court appointment. <laughs> Hello! Yeah, every <laughs> single time. So in 2016, Orglesby uh, obtained a social security card in her daughter's uh, name uh, when she was 22 at the time and got a Missouri driving license. The U.S. Attorney's Office uh, said in a statement, the next year she used her card to enroll at Southwestern Baptist University in Missouri, applying for and receiving financial aid to attend. She received $9,000 in federal student loans, $6,000 in Pell Grants, and $337 for books that she got from the university bookstore. Did, did Did she sell those books back? Yeah, I think they they bought them back. Yeah, right. So probably, she was probably, able to get probably eighteen dollars. Yeah. So yeah, it's for pennies on the dollar. So I don't know if she has to pay that back. I, I will ask um, the district attorney's office we'll in Missouri. That. Thanks. As always, Tracy so. will follow up for us. Yes. Our fourth story and final story: A German court has ruled that a man who slipped while walking just a few feet from his bed to his home office can claim a workplace accident insurance as he was technically commuting. Oh, this is <laughs> Steve, Steve perked up on this one. He was like, holy shit. Tell me more about this one. There's an awful lot of cords and things on my way to... Yeah. <laughs> Well, this is the whole thing I've often wondered, like there's there's a lot of requirements for like, you know, you can get, uh, you know, r- repetitive motion injuries and yep. Uh, yep. If you know what I'm saying and uh, or just just different kinds of injuries at work. But if your work is your home, uh, like it's a good, you know, does students are inspectors able to go to your home to make sure that it's uh, actually a safe place yeah, it's, to work it's super valid right this is one of those things of like nobody ever took this into account i got to go up and downstairs to get to my to my office to where i do my work every single day <clears throat> god forbid but if i were to take a spill down the stairs and break my arm or whatever it was i 
why wouldn't I be able to file a claim? I don't really know what the difference would be between that or falling down the stairs at work and breaking an arm, which I could file a claim for. So it is a, it's kind of uncharted territory and it's interesting to see, but I think we need to, I think we need to push Steve down some stairs. That's yeah. A, that's, I mean, that much is clear. That's, that's a very uh, funny little segue into my, into my next little bit here. Uh, I, my commute when I worked from home, um, in Kansas was down the stairs into the basement. And I worked in Kansas for a little while, um, during the month. And I worked in the Pacific Northwest for a little while every month, but my territory was in, on the East coast. So I worked East coast hours and I was done at three o'clock Pacific time, making it six o'clock East coast time. Okay. So I would shut my computer down, um, in the basement in uh um kansas in in kansas um and my computer said three o'clock because it was pacific time i would walk up the stairs and it'd be five o'clock making me a time traveler <laughs> oh interesting <laughs> two hours i traveled two hours into the future and i never was able to time it uh so i could get the lottery numbers you were just yeah, like i don't think uh labors and industry uh covers uh time travel you accident. were just like jean-claude van damme in that movie exactly yeah. like time cop yep yeah he, he had to come arrest me one time because <laughs> i uh, i only went halfway up and then i went back down to get the laundry <laughs> while walking on the uh spiral staircase connecting oh, rooms the unnamed man slipped and broke his back the court noted that the employee usually started working in his home office immediately without having breakfast beforehand, but did not explain why that was relevant in the case. However, later it said that statutory accident insurance was only afforded to the first journey to work, suggesting that a trip on the way to get breakfast after already being in the home uh, office could be rejected. So the employer's in insurance refused to cover the complaint, uh, um, the claim. The two lower courts disagreed on whether short trips uh, from the, the uh, bed to the uh, office was uh, considered a commute. Uh, higher federal social uh, court said that it found that the first morning journey from bed to the home office was an insured work route. It ruled the plaintiff suffered an accident at work when on when he fell on his way to his home office in the morning that's where the defense went wrong they got in the weeds instead of saying no they yeah, said yeah. well you know if he if he's doing that they tried to get fancy and say well you know he already made that trip and that, that's that's you know they got in the yeah weeds you really have to stick with the this is dumb yeah defense. yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. You yeah. stay with this no 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 yeah. so in many countries firms have a duty to care for their employees regardless of where they work so whatever i like brownies that's the news fellas all right we're gonna wrap things up so we've got this show that went up this week you're listening to it right now or you just listen to it next week we have a christmas surprise all i can say is it will be on location in a location you're gonna want to tune in these are always special shows that we do the following week is going to be a show that we did last year uh, that you're gonna, you're not gonna want to miss either. It involves our previously on clips that you heard at the beginning of every single show. You're gonna want to tune in and listen to that. It's always a treat. But we're gonna close out December with some true holiday magic. So make sure you listen. Make sure you tell a friend about the show. And if you haven't had a chance, go back and listen to last week's show and hear just how good this show would be if I wasn't a part of it. That's all I'm going to yeah, say. It's kind of like uh, It's a Wonderful Life in a way. Just like that. Just like that. If uh, Clarence had showed you what the podcast would be like <laughs> right. if, you, if you didn't exist. All right. So we're going to get the hell out of here tonight, though. Steve, anything else from you? Uh, while you were in New York, I saw your wife. <laughs> Wonder wonderful. Wow. That's great. At the craft, at the craft show with my wife. My wife and I went and, 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 uh, and bought some awesome stuff from your wife. It was great. I appreciate you supporting our family. It keeps the lights on. Tracy, anything else from you? Uh, when you were gone, um, I didn't do really anything. Okay. So I'm going to probably keep that up through this week. I feel a lot of momentum. <laughs> that's, that's wonderful. For Tracy, for Steve, for me, Dave, we'll talk to you next time right here on the Dave and Steve Show.